0: Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. So that's what Balanced Protocol is. It's a protocol that has a framework that covers environment, lifestyle, mindset, and nutrition. And we do the right things, but in the right order. And so it's a
1: sequence. It's episode 216 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show. It is behavioral health clinician Vanessa Lech, L E C H, Lech, not yeah. Lech. I would go with Lech. It's not Lech. Yeah,
0: it's Lech. Lech. Clearly.
1: All right. So we're. Although if it
0: is Lech, I'm not going to judge.
1: Right. I mean, it's fine. So it's way to go, net, Mark. It's we're
0: really gotten off on the on the right start.
1: We've had a lot of fun, like like names that are could go either way. Not a few. N- Nicole Meline is one. You gonna finish? Oh yeah. Uh, Vanessa has worked with a diver- diverse array of people. She is actively uh, working on creating resources for licensed behavioral health clinicians. She's active, or she was. Uh, she's an Army veteran, and she's an active duty military spouse. So we're gonna talk to her about self-care and burnout and all sorts of fun stuff, Rick.
0: Thank you for your service in advance. Yeah. I was the first one to say that, just to have the record show.
1: Well, and also thank wow. you for your service.
0: Oh, well, I get thanked by a paycheck. Oh, <laughs> and I, get to, and I get to run errands well, off the clock. Military, <laughs> military
1: people get a paycheck, right?
0: They don't get to run errands on the clock. They don't like, ah, I'm going to run to the bookstore real quick. I'll be back in a couple hours.
1: Speaking of active duty and books. This
0: <laughs> the is not... bookstore, like that's where I'm going. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go to old Barnes and Noble and check out some titles. <laughs> see, what the,
1: see what's on the New York Times bestseller shelf. <laughs> and then kick me in the groin while you're there. Um, uh... <laughs> that will be a two-day video. That's a joke for two people, you and me. Um, speaking of books and active duty, I'm reading a book that everyone should read right now. It's called uh, Can't Hurt Me by Navy SEAL David Goggins.
0: Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go with when you said active duty.
1: I had, I'm had i having some active duty right now. <laughs> and as you are as well. And I have proof.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I FedExed it to you? <laughs> <sighs>
1: Um, that's not what I was gonna talk about though. Read that book though; can't hurt me, David Goggins. Um, I have two important announcements. Oh well, fanfare. First, Rick. Yes, bow to your sensei. I'm an. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an orange, okay, I have I'm a, a question a, an, when a, you when you I
0: introduce am, this. I have a question. I'm
1: an orange belt. <laughs>
0: Okay, where is that on the spectrum of belts? So like Roy G. Biv, like uh, <laughs> the colors of the rainbow. It's like, the third. Be
1: right it's the third one. If I stay on this this pace that I'm on, at this time next year, I will be a high blue belt. Then it's there's two levels of red belt, and then I will be, uh, I guess, what are those? They like,
0: like, like, like bright and crimson
1: no one there's a red belt that's like red with a black stripe the other one is black with a red stripe and then i what went. do they call that
0: would R- they call that red with black stripe belt no that's red
1: and red and high red
0: oh high red <laughs> that's very creative of
1: you. upper red and then okay <laughs> and i didn't come up with it since i did
0: <laughs> Master Sensei is a guy. Master <laughs> like the guy from, his, <laughs> from uh, Napoleon Dynamite his name wearing is, his American <laughs> flag zoom his,
1: his name is actually <laughs> Sensei. It's <Dr>. Master Sensei. Master <laughs> Sensei is the is his actual name. That would be a funny name. <laughs> Master Sensei Bentley, like next I Sunday. do have a question. Okay.
0: Why are you wearing a headband? I have a. Is it is the is the okay? Okay. Is the headband optional? Is it like, hey, if you want
1: to feel like a real Ninja. like a real bad eh, you can wear a headband. I have, or Is that
0: just the Mark Rogers bit, or what is that?
1: I have a functional reason for the headband. Would oh, you like, please explain? Okay. Because I, I have it. a
0: functional reason. I wear a, a a like a Baker Mayfield style headband when I play hockey, but it's because my hair is long. And it's to keep it out of
1: my face. Right. So your hair is very. Good. Your hair is. Very no,
0: it's not. It's oh, very yeah. long. It's extremely long.
1: So, when very I luxurious. when I <laughs> it is luxurious. When I it started extremely, washing, I started using conditioner this morning, oh, thank you for. I wash my hair about once a month.
0: <laughs> gross. True story.
1: Um, I know. So, no, I don't doubt soap, it. Soap is gross, just kidding. Um <laughs> when I started taekwondo in the summertime, okay? <laughs> it's I,
0: funny just to hear you say the term uh
1: I don't say it like that. It's like my grand, it's my grandmother, whenever she would say, like, a Mexican dish, she would go from Texan to, like, she would go, yeah, we're out here having some enchiladas. And it's like, like the, yeah, no. the t-
0: television news anchor talking about, like, yeah, the storm very down right. on the
1: cur- coast, like, and uh, approaching
0: yeah. the coast of Florida, we have Urucan
1: yeah. Maria. <laughs> exactly. I don't say it like that. So, Listen. It's very hot, and at the end of the hour, I would be like completely 100% drenched through, and there's sweat pouring down my face. So I didn't want to wear a tennis headband in Taekwondo class. (laughs) (laughs) Looking like like, like, Bjorn Borg. Like a Jason Terry headband. It just didn't fit. So I Googled, I Amazoned headband, and I found this Nike. It's Nike. It's a polyester headband. It looks, it goes with the outfit, and it has it a goes pin. with the outfit. <laughs> and,
0: I think if Sensei heard you call it an outfit, you'd be done. That's uniform, it. That uniform,
1: uniform, and it it keeps the sweat out of my eyes in my face. And it's the thing is completely drenched.
0: <laughs> now listen. Now
1: here's one thing. So at testing, at it like this is like thirteen and over testing, and then everyone else below that test. So like I tested eight on Saturday morning and my daughter's tested at 9. So okay. I, the only other yellow belts testing for orange belts in the adult testing class on Saturday were two like they're like twins and they're 13, they look like they're 8. So it's those two kids and me. <laughs> You're in a little kids karate class. No, there are other adults but they're higher I... up than me. <laughs> I need to send you. You're just going.
0: I'm imagining that episode of Seinfeld. Yes. Or Kramer and, you get, and he ends up getting
1: like, like they all start attacking him because they're sick. They're sick of him. I'm gonna send you a picture of. I did my form. I had to do it all by myself. What
0: does that mean? Uh, there are. Forms. I'm not in, uh, well versed in
1: the motion arts. Okay. Well, this picture is like super small. Why is it small? I want you to click it and and. Explain to everyone what you see. <laughs> what? It's just a picture of your butt? Isn't it? It's it's very bubbly. <laughs> yes, it's like very. Your rear
0: end is very bulbous. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's it's like these like white thin pants. And it's like, you can just see my butt, basically, (laughs) through these pants, and there's like... Why
0: are you not wearing underwear doing Taekwondo? I am
1: wearing underwear.
0: I don't think that you are. (laughs) I'm looking
1: right at the picture. I am definitely wearing underwear. Oh. (laughs) But that's... That's, uh... That's what I How did you
0: get it? How long have you guys been doing this?
1: Since June. And you test up... Well, okay, you if you average two classes a week, you will get enough hours in three months to test. And they, they do a testing like every three months. Once I Good get God. once I get to high uh blue and up, it goes up it's like twenty five hours is what you need per testing cycle until you get up to the higher belts, then you need fifty. So if I'm gonna if I was gonna go up to the next belt and like the blue, the, the high reds, I would have to go four times a week, which that's not going to happen. So as I get, as I go up the ladder, it's going to start taking me longer. So I would like, I'm going to try to get my black belt before I'm like 42. Hey, I have another exciting announcement. Speaking of my age and your age, guess what? What? Guess what It happens in 2020?
0: I, I turned 40. It's a leap year. It is a leap year, and I you
1: have that. your 40th birthday on the day.
0: I actually do have a real birthday this year.
1: That's so exciting!
0: I'm actually pretty excited about it. Man. I haven't had a birthday, in, well, it's coming up on four, four years. years, so we need to do something. To,
1: uh, I can't, I think I'm going to be out of town. Yeah, man,
0: I, I might uh, I might watch a, a hockey game on television and get a get a frozen pizza. <sighs> what
1: did you draw on my picture? Might get to oh, work. you drew green. Gr- I, grew, I drew
0: I drew green stink lines on the picture of your butt and texted it to
1: you. <laughs> okay, on your birthday, I might be out of town, but like, bef- like maybe the weekend. Before- oh, well, then okay,
0: never mind. Well, no, it's, it's all right. Market only, you know, comes
1: every every Fe- four years. Ha- you are in can my wait phone. I'm 44 if I live, if I lived that long, I mean, <laughs> you're in impossible. my phone is fake rickety, and it, so on the twenty ninth, it says fake rickety's fortieth birthday. <laughs>
0: What day of the week is that?
1: That's a, it's a Saturday.
0: Oh man. Party down.
1: Maybe I, we need to get a real
0: birthday maybe. on a Saturday, man. Oh, you <laughs> know what I we should to,
1: do? Here's what we should do. I I get
0: in bed Dude. by 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 9:30 oh. yeah, could get Listen, a lot of rest. The
1: weekend before that is Brad and Jeff's 41st. We should all get together that weekend cuz I'm going to be out of town the next weekend and okay. have a have a bash. A okay, bash, a bash. I have another. Okay, we that could wasn't. A, the...
0: We should get a piñata, <laughs> but a piñata full of like
1: stool softener.
0: The same piñata full of adult stuff, like Advil. Like, the only like adult thing I could think of was like, well, we could get a bunch of, bunch of ibuprofen, <laughs> yeah. Motrin, and...
1: sleep sleeping <laughs> pills. <laughs> Every, like those uh, prescription reading glasses <laughs> that you buy like, at Walmart. <laughs> Um, my second big announcement is this: okay. I am Robin Hood. Oh, Jiminy, I bought a bow and arrow. Well, a okay. bow and some well, arrows. Bow and arrow, not just while, not just one arrow. <laughs> I have a. I bought a bow, and it's super fun. I'm going to shoot. You're not.
0: You're not Robin Hood. You're Katniss Everdeen.
1: I'm going <laughs> to shoot cats with it in my neighborhood mark can you do that no what if no one ever sees it then i will be pissed i like cats as a policeman if i shot a cat it was on my fence and i buried him in my backyard would i get in trouble
0: as a non-policeman i would kill you (laughs) (laughs) and i'm an
1: actual policeman as a non-policeman you can't
0: kill cats mark what the what does matter with you oh
1: i think you can
0: well, I mean you can you can <laughs> do a lot of things, but like you kill cats, come
1: on, oh, fine, all right, well, I like cats. Uh, What's your
0: problem with cats?
1: Here's Vanessa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're talking about murdering animals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> perfect segue. I just hate cats, <laughs> and uh oh, Gods creepers, Mark. one cool thing about the bow and the arrow is that I can go out into my backyard and shoot into a target. You can't do that with you're a. Allowed,
0: is that legal? Can you do
1: that? Yeah, I'm on, I'm I'm out I'm out in the country, ish. You're not out yeah. in the country. Yeah, I am. There's country I all mean, around me.
0: Like all of Abilene is country, yeah. but like you're you're not out in quote unquote the country. Yeah,
1: no one no one cares. I'm out in the corner, of the last house in the I city care. limits. What are you gonna do? Bleed on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of fun. You go out there and you just shoot your uh, your bows and arrows. And it's there, dude. Have you ever shot like a compound, like a like an actual, not just like a? Or do I look like somebody who shot a compound bow? It's well. Do you remember the story? We were over at Jackson's one time, and Will had a compound bow and shot a squ- a squirrel, and it ran off with the arrow sticking through it, and they never did find it. That's horrible. And that was in Richardson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you know how they had that like the first suburb from dallas
1: yeah they had that like remember outside their the the, the driveway oh and, yeah and that like was creek like creek thing yeah yeah yeah. it was like back in there and the, this squirrel just ran off into the into the distance with, a- with this huge arrow sticking through it now
0: listen i am an animal rights advocate mark okay, okay. i'm not like such an animal rights advocate that i'll stop eating meat because it's delicious <laughs> but like i don't think we need to you know, kill them and shoot them with arrows.
1: I have a terrible. Uh, I killed an animal uh, in the city last week.
0: In the city, huh? You went to the city. You hitched up your wagon to go to the city to get some supplies,
1: provisions, some sugar and flour. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm I, okay. <laughs> provisions, <you're>, you'll, <laughs> you'll love this. Add this to the ragging montage. I was in my office on a video conference call. <laughs>
0: Well, I get, well, well,
1: and I get this text, and we're in this like we're in this old it's a it was a bank building, so there's these big windows, and pigeons fly into our windows all the time, and they scare the crap out of you. And apparently, a a, a bird had flown into one of the windows, like down the hall from me, on the back part of the building, and I see this text on my phone while I'm on this conference call. It says, "Hey, can you do something about this bird, the suffering <laughs> bird that's like in the flower bed outside."
0: So you went out and grabbed it by its neck and you started punching it repeatedly in the
1: face? Close. <laughs> <laughs> God! I went out the front door. I grabbed a big rock out of the flower bed on my way around to the back of the building. I checked to make sure that it was, like, like irreparable damage, you know, like it could not fly. It's it's cat food, and, and I'm going to do the humane thing. I'm gonna kill this bird before a cat. I throw it in a wood chipper. A before I'm gonna put it in a, in a little tiny bird electric chair. And, <laughs> That's and, not humane and, at all. And, and forget to wet the sponge. <laughs>
0: oh, the death sounds hilarious.
1: And I crushed its head with a rock. Mark Rogers. While the whole office was like watching out the window. <sighs> I know. But it's better than being eaten alive by a cat, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's the humane. It way didn't to do It didn't
1: feel anything I, up until like the the fifth time that I actually hit it. The, or the <laughs> first God. four times, I was like, I was just kidding, it's imagining <laughs>
0: you just bashing this bird with a like, rock,
1: like in its legs, like oh my legs, <laughs>
0: please. So one time when I was a kid, I was I don't I wasn't very old. I was probably like fifteen. My dad was gone for the weekend for something. And our dog had gone out and, like, caught a rat. And, like, we had, like, a giant storage barn in our giant backyard and uh, caught a rat under there and, like, slung him to death, like, three-quarters of the way, but not all the way. And brought him to the back porch because, hey, hey, here's your prize. My mom was like, you have to do something. So, in a not smart move, my dad had had all his guns unlocked. And I went and, like, the first one I could find was a... Was a forty-five,
1: Good and I went back the
0: <laughs> and shot this rat. It's your like, house
1: in Plano. Like,
0: I know from like three inches away with a forty-five, and in, straight into the ground. And I shielded my eyes because I've seen all these <laughs> movies, like uh, what's the Quentin Tarantino movie where like uh, you know he cuts the guy's ear off, uh, The Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Like I'm afraid blood, blood is going to splatter, splatter all over me. Like it's a rat. Like it yeah. has more than like two ounces of blood in its body. Yeah. Right, So I like turn my face away and hide my face because I don't want to get rat blood all over me. Just, Just pound it around Gosh. into it, and I look down, and it is completely gone. gone. I vaporized this <laughs> rat body with a 45 point-blank range in the middle of the city.
1: You Randy Johnson fastballed the rat.
0: <laughs> uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, the center fielder for that game, his name was Jamie Gann, and I worked with him in Oklahoma. Really? Minor I he was a triple leaguer yeah. a triple a uh, player and it was you know kind of double no and he AAA. was he wasn't <laughs> quite major league uh major league ready but uh he was the center fielder no and he was like just, he was like i was just watching and then you just see from center field like this cloud of feathers and you're like what and he was like it took me like a full like two more outs to realize what happened because you don't know out and then, you know, it's, 300, yard, 300 feet away. Such
1: a funny video. Um, did it's I tell not you? funny.
0: It's a bird getting like hammered oh. by like a 98 mile an hour oh, fastball. Man,
1: it, just, it just like that. Every, oh. it's
0: like disintegrated. I like, need to it's tell... kind of funny, like a cartoon. Yes. But
1: it's <laughs> we need to sad. get we need to get to Vanessa because it's 830. But have I told you the three raccoon and the trap shotgun story? No.
0: And I don't.
1: Think I want to hear that? Save that for next time. And uh okay, uh, I'm gonna end this call, no. and uh, we're gonna call Vanessa. <laughs> da- <laughs> Vanessa, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you are. I was like, wait, hold on. My it was there was a delay, and I kept muting her, and she was unmuting. Hello. <laughs>
2: Hi, I know I started being quiet because I heard you talking about killing animals. And I was like, what have I walked into? Uh,
1: I know, right? Like, I don't uh, feel like the, it should be
2: here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's not let's me and you go into a different podcast where we don't talk <laughs> about killing the
1: non kill. Okay, so context. So we do this little crosstalk segment. We do your intro and like just kind of talk about stuff. And we were talking about uh, there was this bird that flew into a window in my office and got like mortally wounded and i had to i couldn't just leave it out there to be cat food
0: put it out of your misery is what you want to say mark you put it out not my misery so that's what we were talking about out of its misery
1: so i was like what are we what are we talking about in crosstalk for the show notes and i was like all right killing city animals poor things Uh, where are you vanessa where are you right now
2: so i'm actually on a military base um for the holidays visiting my spouse he's in the military and so um you can't disclose I have where you are Carolina. huh is it
1: a big secret
2: um no it's not a big secret i just like don't like to uh, you know i travel a lot yeah. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> way like to go
1: mark way to go <laughs> mark
2: it's kind of pointless to be like oh i'm here and right all right, right.
1: so where are you but from no, originally
2: Um, originally I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, but I haven't lived there since I was like a toddler and I've traveled pretty much all over. I've lived all over America at this point, but I have roots in North Carolina at this point. So I was reading a book
0: about North Carolina right now, about Michael Wilmington.
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wilmington's pretty. They seem to have people that have like a lot of money out there (laughs) with beachfront properties.
1: Way to go, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) i was in charlotte this summer
2: yeah they're progressive
1: (laughs) add add that to the bragging (laughs) i went to the nascar hall of fame
2: oh i've been i've been there i don't think i went to the whole museum but they have a christmas show on the nascar like racetrack have you done it
1: no yeah is it just a bunch of christmas trees running around the track (laughs)
2: No, it's a lot more than that. It's like this very elaborate spectacle about like just all, everything Christmas. It's really, really big. It's hard. to You just have to see it. They well, sell tickets. If, and so you drive your vehicle onto the racetrack. What? The thing.
1: Yeah. So are you, uh, you know, if you're from North Carolina, like are are you a NASCAR fan or do you just like, it's just kind of, you're around it so much that you kind of know what it's about.
2: No, I'm not a NASCAR fan or any kind of specific sports fan. Yes. And I don't really know a lot about it. However, my uh, father in law was a fan okay, of it. Yeah. And I've had relatives who are fan. And obviously, I just happened to be, I was actually happening at Charlotte Ikea because that's like a big event, like traveling to Ikea because I live in remote oh. locations a lot of the time.
1: Right. <laughs> and so this like. was
2: just like a, a, a pit stop on the way home. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was a while ago. I think, that, I mean, imagine they're still doing it because. I think my husband was telling me something about an off season they have and yeah. so this like it's a big money maker for them.
1: Right, right, right. They were
2: packed. Like yeah. they were selling those tickets like you would not believe.
1: What? Like they were dropping them out of a hot air balloon or something? Oh, you just mean Okay, I see what you mean. You just mean the volume. Yes, Mark.
0: They were selling the tickets in a in a manner in which you would not be able to believe. Like they had a flying saucer beaming the tickets in people's face. Oh. No, so okay. you
2: stay in your car, and they like sell you a ticket. This is how it was when we were there. Yeah. You stay in your vehicle, they sell you a ticket, and then like you go like this guided tour in your vehicle throughout the whole. It was a long thing too. Like, yeah. I actually remember I had to go to the bathroom at one point. <laughs> like he... I think there was a porta potty out there, but like who would want to get out? Because like, how are they going to pick you back
1: up? Right. Well, or, or you could just do what the NASCAR drivers do and just go in your pants.
0: What? I don't know if that, they
1: do that. that <laughs> they they ab- do that at all? They absolutely do that. I don't
0: think look it up. I
1: think they just probably like just hold it. No. They're in a car for four hours and they're drinking fluids. They go look it up. They they pee in their suits.
0: Okay. Well, congratulations, everyone. Now we know how (laughs) NASCAR drivers pee in their pants, according to Mark Well.
1: NBA players do that too. They just they're peeing on themselves. I don't think they do that at all. (laughs) I
0: don't think NBA players in the middle of a game are like I have to pee. Hang on. They're at
1: the free throw line. It
0: down their leg at the free throw line, and the guy with the mop just comes out and mops. It's not true. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! All right. Well, Vanessa, we are recording. This is the interview. Um, we did a little intro for you already, but give us your like your version of your background. Cliff's Notes version. Kind of where how you got to where you are today.
2: Yeah. God, that's hard. Um. So basically. I'm considering myself a behavioral health clinician, basically, and um, I have worked for years to get to that point because the regulations are unbelievable. And um, I was in the army and um, my spouses as well currently. And uh, a lot of my family members were in the military as well, a number of them. And so that's kind of been my reference point for much of my life, more so than most people. And so um, I've done a lot of work. Um, social work is what they probably consider as well as clinical work with you name it basically like I've worked with homeless veterans, I've worked with um, people clinically in a therapeutic office setting. I've worked with people online felt telebehavioral health and um, more recently I've gotten to other things like I created an anger management therapy game for licensed clinicians. Yes I looked people.
1: at that. Yeah. yeah,
2: and um, I wrote a book about burnout because there really wasn't a whole lot out there written about that for behavioral health clinicians specifically, and uh, I felt like it was a topic that be addressed because I feel like most people, by the time they have enough information about it, they seem to just like be burned out and leave the industry for right. it to be heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you this. You get burned actually.
0: out, you leave. You don't like, there's not much you can do, it seems like, by the time you you're burned out, you're done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Most people don't write a book. They're just like, I'm out. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, one person after I graduated from school, um, burned out like really fast, like record speed within like I think two years, and they went to work at like a big box store, and that was the last I heard of them. So, yeah.
1: well, yeah. I-, I want you to, to, I want you to uh, give us an explanation in just a minute, just kind of a, uh, uh. A, a, layman's term like what is a behavioral health clinician but first what is like the difference in like burnout like real burnout and just like a millennial just like uh i don't want to do. i'm tired of going
0: car. to work every day i would rather sleep in all day <laughs>
1: right <laughs>
2: Yeah, so in layman's terms, a behavioral health clinician, I kind of coined that term. I'd actually been titled that at one of my jobs. There's a lot of different titles for this type of work, though. But basically, everyone knows kind of what like a doctor is, an MD. And that's someone who deals with physical health, right? A primary care provider can be like a physician's assistant, an MD, a nurse practitioner, I'm sure other labels as well. And they're like, they can be. Um, specialized or they can be in primary care. So it'd be like your physical health. And so when people go to the doctor for their annual physical or vaccines or blood work, that's a very routine thing that they do. It's very normalized to them. But when people go and have maybe um, work stress issues or relationship issues, or um, you know, maybe addiction issues of some kind, you know, a lot of times they don't even know where to go. It's not second nature to them. Well, that's where the kind of behavioral health realm comes into place play and basically you can have a lot of different licenses there's all different kinds um, to do this work it's heavily regulated though i will tell you that much this industry and um that is basically behavioral health clinician you know someone that's a licensed clinician that can do legally do behavioral health related work so instead of being you know md uh, nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant Um, that deals with physical health. On the other spectrum is dealing with mental health, which absolutely can affect your physical health. And nurse practitioners, just to clarify, as well as MDs can also be behavioral health clinicians, but they have to be specialized. So for example, I've worked with a psychiatrist who went to medical school, which a lot of people didn't realize that, and then specialized and spent time um, doing uh, rotations at a psychiatric facility and became a psychiatrist. Or like a nurse practitioner can be a psychiatric nurse practitioner, but that's like a specialty that you specialize in. It's separate from primary care or something else.
1: Right. Um okay, so there is this uh kind of stigma around, you know, if you say like I'm physically sick, nobody thinks mm-hmm. anything of that, right? Like that's just a right. thing. But when you say like I, I'm mentally sick, people are like, oh God, oh jeez. Right? No, I agree. What it's is like what mind. is that and how can we like stop that?
2: Well, there's several things. Um, first, I want to address your earlier thing about burnout and your. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't let you finish and, that question. Yeah, and, yeah.
2: And you're, you know, you're kind of alluding to like being burned out versus being lazy type thing. Right. Well, you know, I can't speak for every single industry and every single person, but in behavioral healthcare, what I've noticed is basically the burnout ha- happens when you're working in, from what I've observed, with really high intensity people that have, you know, like if you work at a crisis center, for example. Um, Or you're working really long hours or, you know, those are kind of like the common things that you'll see. And basically it's not getting enough rest. It's not getting a lot of times enough nutrition, enough water throughout your day, enough bathroom breaks, enough time between, you know, clients um, enough time with family, enough downtime to just decompress basically. And it's basically where, you know, burnout starts to happen for a lot of people when all your time's monopolized and you really don't have that kind of downtime. And you can only go like that for so long before you hit kind of a wall and there's signs and symptoms of it and they're different for everybody, but it can be wanting to stay in bed all day. That can be a symptom of depression actually. It can be, um, becoming physically ill as a sign of just being completely exhausted. It can be, you know, kind of like a tingling feeling. It's kind of odd to describe, Um, you know, being short tempered. Um, It can be a lot of different things, a lot of different signs and symptoms. And there's different kind of phases of burnout where there's kind of the early Burnout, where it's like you know, maybe you need to take just a few days off, and then there's the most severe kind of burnout, in my opinion, which is basically you don't ever want to come back to this industry again. You're just done, right. and you may need to be getting serious professional help at that point.
1: Right. Okay, and now to the to like the uh, physical health versus mental health, and like the stigma around that, and like how do we how do we get away from that? Because it's like you know, it's like uh, it be, be, I think because there's that stigma, if somebody is is showing signs of mental sickness. They're scared to, you know, it's not like you saying like, Oh, I've got a cold. You don't, it's just like, Oh, you got a cold. No big deal. But I think it's like, it's dangerous to be like scared to like want to admit that maybe you have some mental health problems that you need help with. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. And so like what most people don't realize is that Almost every single pro- like human being in America, let's just focus on America, has had a mental health problem at some point right. or another. Yeah. so a mental health problem can be as simple as stress management. Like you're super stressed out about your job, about your boss, about something happening, about a coworker conflict, or maybe you're self-employed. You're really stressed out about the pressures of that. That can be a mental health problem, just stress management, yeah. You know, feeling really tense all the time. Um, That's kind of a really common thing that a lot of people experience, but they don't even recognize that that's like a mental health problem. It can be relationship problems where you're fighting with your significant other a lot or your friends or your family. A lot of people have that going on. Most people do, in fact. In fact, this is time of year, you know, holidays where people have that going on. So those are a couple like simple examples. Being more aware of like it doesn't a lot of times. This is what I see. You go to your doctor or your primary care provider for annual checkup, for your vaccines, for your blood work. You don't think twice about it. You take your kids there. They get their sports physicals. It's like no big deal. It's just another thing on the checklist. But when people come to me or my peers, a lot of times what I see and hear is like they are convinced that they're about to get like a life altering you know diagnosis that's just gonna be like you know this is the end for you and and it's like they associate a lot of times in the general public with mental health problems with like um you ever see the movie the shining with jack nicholson Uh, he has the axe coming through the door and
1: i read the book rick (laughs) which is much better than the movie but yes here's johnny yes
2: So, a lot of times people associate mental health problems with that. And while that is true, that can happen. It's kind of like going to your doctor and saying, I must have cancer, the worst kind, stage four, gonna die tomorrow. Like the clock is ticking.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right.
2: Physical. It's like, of course, that can happen, but like, is that every person that goes to get a physical and their blood work done every year, you know what I mean? Like people don't come in expecting that really worst case scenario. But with me and my line of work, a lot of people do. They come in expecting like the worst thing ever to be told. And a lot of times it's just, you know, stress management or relationship problems or, you know, something, something else maybe that isn't anywhere to that severity um, that they're expecting. And so, As far as what people can do to kind of avoid these stigmas, you know, family members can stop telling their loved ones that uh, they're crazy and that (laughs) they need to go talk to someone in a negative kind of way. Maybe calling them a
1: psycho. Labeling
2: them, right? So, like the negative (laughs) psycho, like, you know, my crazy ex and, you know, different, you know, bad names and things like that. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, people that are fighting over custody and stuff be like, you know, my ex is so bipolar. My 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 ex is so narcissistic. There's like a bunch of videos about this online, actually. So that kind of perpetuates a lot of negativity about mental health, because you don't really hear people saying, you know, my ex had really bad psoriasis. Or right. my ex
1: had, my ex know, had really huge, big, my ex had huge boogers all the time. Yeah.
2: My ex had like a wart on their foot that they couldn't get off. You know, right. my ex had a really bad bo. Like nobody says that right. about their ex. But with mental health, it's like this it so negative. So you could like stop with that. Stop with that. Yes. that would be helpful. You know, stop with your loved ones, you know, bashing them and shaming them into seeing someone like myself because that's, that happens a lot. So like, there's all this shame pent up when they go to see a mental health professional that shouldn't be there, you know, and, you know, and the reality is if you're having relationship problems, you know, with a significant other, good chance you need couples counseling, not just individual counseling. Individual counseling can be good. Group counseling can be good. You're probably going to need Couples counseling because right. there's a problem there with both of you. Right. It's not just one I'll say person. this
0: I'm really, really glad that this is the direction that society has been moving in because, you know, you hear like, and I don't want to like, you know, generation X, generation Y, you know, boomers or whatever, but you hear older people, there's still this stigma like, oh, I heard such and such a thing. And they look around like, a best. But then you see like people our age, like on Twitter, or Instagram, like, you know, my therapist said this or my therapist right. said that. I, I love that there's this destigmatization because there are so many people in, and it doesn't in so many walks of life that deal with mental health challenges. I can speak personally. I've been a cop for 15 years. I've dealt with some pretty significant mental health challenges, especially, you know, the last few months, of, uh, you know, that I've been going on, you know, PTSD, a- anxiety, depression, things like that. And it's so I, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I am so happy that in that this is where we are in twenty nineteen as opposed to where we were in like just a few years ago in 2010 where it would be like, oh, well, we're going to have to take this guy and put him on the old rubber gun squad and put him behind a desk and pushing him up because he's too, you know, he can't handle that stuff. I'm so happy for people like you who are here to help kind of destigmatize that because this is not just people in super high-intensity, high-stress professions. It's, uh, some of it's profession-related. I think a lot of it is life-related. Right, I was going to say, if you are alive today... Yeah, that people have to put up with. You know, you have right. kids; they have homework. They have, you have cooking, you have cleaning. You have your job. You have your relationship. You have so many things like soaking up your time right now that yep. it's only natural in the 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 life, the lifestyles that we're living in modern life that you're you may encounter mental health challenges. And I'm really really happy for people like you who are here to help people. Kind of uh, the best way I can think of to describe it is to help untie those knots because they're not like you know they're knots that can be untied at some point it just requires some work it's not like well this person well we're gonna put them in an asylum and in a straight jacket in a padded room because it's not how it works
2: yeah yeah no I've actually been in psychiatric wards and I've never seen that before and neither uh, have I yeah <laughs> I've, been, I've been I've worked in um I haven't actually been an employee of them, but like I have done internships or worked at a hospital where they, you know, I was there and whatnot, and I never saw that in everything. In fact, one of them um, I saw in recent years, last number of years, was really snazzy. Now, not all of them are like super decked out and fancy, but like this one was like pretty nice.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) It was nicer than a lot of people's homes. So, I mean, of course, they still take safety precautions, you know. As you can imagine, but still, um, it was pretty nice. Not what a lot of people would think, but most people aren't going to need to go to a psychiatric ward. Um, that just isn't the case for most. And, you know, whatever the case, when it comes to mental health problems, it is best to go earlier than later. Yes. So when you start getting stressed with work or relationships and you're just having kind of a hard time managing that um you know having a hard time whatever the case maybe you just notice like you're really stressed out like that's going sooner than later is a good idea because then you can find someone that you click with and get some strategies to help you deal with things and function at your highest level Moving forward, instead of waiting until you're at the end of your rope and you're like having a meltdown, you know, and really upset and and thinking that there's something terribly broken with you and so on and so forth. um, I think that's like a big mistake that people make is just waiting so long to go see If you had a stomach ache, if you had food poisoning, like you would that you, that's an acute issue, right? Like that you eat a bad sandwich at a gas station. Like you would yeah. go and you go see a primary care provider. You'd be like, "Oh my god, I have terrible diarrhea right now. Help me!" Like you wouldn't even hesitate.
1: Well, Rick, I mean, Rick has Mark, diarrhea Mark. regularly. <laughs> were you about to make the same joke?
0: I, I cannot agree with you more strongly because the thing that you that that, that we don't we're not taught at an early age are uh, our coping skills, how to cope with uh, anxiety. Uh, producing situations because everyone goes through anxiety issues it's just that's what it is it's uh, anxiety uh, crops crops up for everybody and we're not taught at a young age how to deal with it and so you try to deal with it on your own and deal with it on your own for years and years and years and you develop these really unhealthy coping strategies uh some people it's you know eating you know uh eating disorder some people it's drinking problems some people it's drugs it doesn't matter what it happens to be but because we're not taught these things at an early age if you're not breaking that cycle of of uh unhealthy behaviors then that's just gonna that loop is just gonna start spinning wildly out of control
2: agreed agreed uh, you know and i doing this work you know i I'm grateful because of what I've been able to learn from it. You know, it's obviously useful and even in my own life and relationships and stuff, but I'm no perfect person. I never claim to be. I always tell people that up front, like I'm no perfect person here. Um, But it's been really useful because it's made me also aware just, I mean, I went to public schools and so, you know, I mean, my schools I went to were terrible, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, there was no education at all about healthy relationships or unhealthy relationships or about boundaries or about, just me ma- like self managing oneself like in life internally and you know in healthy ways to cope. There was just none of that. Nothing, you know? And so I don't think most people are getting that. to you when I talk to people through the years. I don't get any sense that they've gotten any of that kind of education whatsoever.
1: I have a question. Yes. Rick, I feel like we're in class now. Rick, yes. Rick, may I ask the question? Um, may I ask me? Yes, yes. So okay, so you're you're sick. You cough. Your stomach feels bad. You're running fever. You're achy. You have these physical symptoms, right? What are some of the symptoms? Where, like you said, like you have, you know, obviously if you're having diarrhea, I like. I just wanted to say that again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I think is she the only the first guest who's ever said diarrhea? Like with, without us saying it first.
0: It's a I common. It's there's a no, common no problem. possible way. There's we no talk way. about diarrhea yeah. all the time. We do talk about it. It's, it's always diarrhea. Po- <laughs> Simply diarrhea podcast.
1: <laughs> but like, what are some of like the I'm, I you know you have got a cough, like you know you don't want to get to the breaking point. But what are some things that people can look for to be like you know what? Maybe I should go talk to somebody about something. You know, like what are some of those symptoms?
2: So it's widely varied. It can be you know there's so many different things. But I will say, commonly speaking. What I see the most of, and of course, widely varied. I'm talking about adults, um, being frustrated more than usual, being, feeling irritated, um, feeling a- angry. Um, and there's nothing wrong with these emotions and normal emotions, but just feeling that, like noticing that you're starting to feel that feeling short tempered, snapping at people at work or at home, having a hard time. Um, th- you know, maybe conversations turning into disputes quickly. Um, in your different relationships, having a hard time sleeping at night, not getting enough sleep, maybe having a lack of appetite or too much appetite. Right. Um, what else? Having a hard time. I'd say the top thing, probably having a hard time is just stress management yeah. and managing one's responsibilities in life. And that can be due to a lot of different reasons. You know, a lot of people have a lot of credit card debt, uh, have how, you know, house payment, car payment. Um, have a lot of different stressors and then a lot of people, you know, have children as well and the job and then you just keep stacking these things. So when you notice that you're having a hard time, when a person notices that they're having a hard time kind of like managing their stress and not really kind of knowing kind of what to do first as far as how to better manage that, I mean, that's definitely like a clear sign that, you know, it could be helpful to seek some behavioral health assistance
1: essentially. Right. Um, yeah, that's all good stuff. And that's one thing that I think mean, we we, we do like a tip of the week, uh, in the, in the show conclusion. And that's, we're going that, to, we're going to talk about, that's going to be the tip of the week, uh, for, well, I'll, I'll
0: say this too. That, that's one of the hardest parts about a mental health challenge is like, if you have high cholesterol, you can go to your doctor's office and they can pull your blood and they have a quantifiable uh, number. Your right, cholesterol right, right. is, you know, whatever happens, to be three, fifty or whatever. And there's a threshold and Jeez, there's numbers. Quantifiable. <laughs> but there's not like a way to there's not a quantifiable number for you are having a, you're having an anxiety issue. There's not a quantifiable number. There's not a blood test for, you know, you're having this behavioral health challenge. And so it really just requires that you pay a lot of attention to how you are normally, how you are feeling normally and how you're feeling in that moment and recognizing that hey something you know this is kind of reaching uh i don't want to say like a boiling point because that means you've waited too long but there's definitely like a hey i've got to know what's going on with me on a regular basis to know what's abnormal kind of thing
2: yes i agree being in tune with oneself is really important and also as far as the quantifiable i mean people that aren't really you know familiar with behavioral health wouldn't be able to quantify you right these different things like you know in the same way that you, you compare it to like cholesterol but if you're working if the person like that's really stressed out um that has some different maybe mental health problems goes to someone that really knows what they're doing that's really good <laughs> um then it actually is pretty quantifiable um, I actually am pretty good at quantifying things. Um, okay. And so I have intake forms that I do everything digitally. And so they're standardized to take out the human error. Um, so everything's pretty automatic after I set it up. And basically, I ask so a lot of different questions. There's a lot of different ways I ask questions, check boxes, fill in the blanks type things. And once I you know, do like a pre screening with someone over the phone, look at the forms, and then Get into the initial assessment, I have a pretty good idea what's going on. Right. Or if, you know, I have an idea. Oh. You know, it depends on kind of what, you know, every situation is unique. So I kind of like almost hesitate with that. But like, I mean, there are many things that are quantifiable because they have the, you know, DSM, um, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual Mental Disorders. And so the way you come up with different diagnoses, um, you know, is through, like, for example, an anxiety disorder or a PTSD are through, you know, very specific uh things that you're able to identify with that individual. And so you you can really identify those things. Of course, you have to be very skilled and experienced to you know what you're doing, we you know what you're looking at, but it, it is very doable. Um and not everyone meets um a diagnostic criteria either, because that has to raise to a certain level. You know, a, a lot of people just may be something much more minor, but they still will benefit from like you were talking about coping strategies and whatnot.
1: Right. I, this is hard to believe, but we are coming up on 30 minutes. But before we do, we have a few things we need to do housekeeping stuff. The first thing is, I've got the link that you sent me to your book, to the anger therapy game, to um, uh, the Go Vanessa Leck. Is that it? Is Leck, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're saying it right. Like, <laughs> oh good gosh. on you because most people butcher that Lech. and call me like a leech or a lush.
1: Lecka. Um, Lecka. So,
2: so, so yes, you got that right. So it's calling Vanessa, but yeah, that was actually my Instagram. And so that's just, um, but d- no, do, I am not like providing any services of any kind. Through right, right, social media. Don't, don't do that. Um, it's not happening anyways, but as far <laughs> as the <laughs> burnout book and anger management game that was designed for the intense for licensed clinicians, FYI.
1: Okay, cool. So I shouldn't put that in the show notes.
2: No, put it in the show notes. Okay. I'm sure it's quite some licensed clinicians oh, listening. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. They're, hopefully they're around. They're around somewhere. Yeah, but cool. I just want to let you guys know that.
1: Yeah, Is there anything? Any other places that you want us to direct people to when they when they listen to this?
2: Um, no, I don't okay. think so. You're like
1: Google.com. Yeah,
2: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send you an email. I will send w- you an email w- just w- to w- clarify so nothing gets confused.
1: Okay, perfect. And uh, two more questions. The first is, you emailed me. How did you hear about us?
2: I wish I could remember.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang
2: it! I can't remember. I googled the dumbest podcast ever,
0: <laughs> you guys were the top result.
2: I um, I can barely remember <laughs> like what I ate in the last couple of days because I track it on an app lately for like health, yeah. and fitness stuff, and that's hard, hard right. enough.
1: Well, it was like two months ago, hours. so it's been. A she long googled time.
0: simply <laughs> diary podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, and then the and then the last question. That we ask all our guests, what is something you do uh, to make life more enjoyable or something that you just enjoy about life?
2: So I love cycling, but I'm not like super hardcore with all that cycling, that special cycling gear. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I, You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the people are like really into cycling, like with the special pants and stuff. Right. Like, I don't have
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just that. wear shorts. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just have some shorts on. It's I don't need to wear a kit.
0: Mark wear... does it in jeans. Mark <laughs> yeah. wears blue jeans to do it. So yeah. Liar. <laughs>
2: but... I do like cycling a lot. It's something I do actually just did that today. So cool. I like that. Cool. I like cycling outside. I know that right now there's like a lot of, uh, controversy, <laughs> about some cycling, cycling, uh, bike that some woman got for Christmas. Um, so I don't cycle. <laughs> no anywhere. better.
0: No better way to show your wife. You appreciate her by being like, Hey, better keep it tighter than the babysitter. <laughs> <it's your>
1: <laughs>
2: <Jeez>. <laughs> so <laughs> oh I, I cycle God. outside, not inside. <laughs> right. I cycle on a real bicycle, like not the cycle machine. So,
1: Sweet. That's cool. what I like to do. Awesome. All right. Well, that that's it. We did it. That was 30 minutes, and awesome. that was awesome. And this will be up oh, probably sometime next week, and when it comes out, I'll send you the link, uh, and uh, and you can do whatever you want with it. You can just take the link and print it out on a piece of paper and put it in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just, shred, just
0: Drop it directly into the
1: shredder. <laughs> awesome. Well, Vanessa, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll email you when the show's up.
2: Okay, sounds good. All right,
1: have a good night. Thanks. You.
0: Thank you. Bye. You're listening to the Simply Human podcast.
1: I have some bad news. Okay. None of that was recording. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Okay. <laughs> that was a good show.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was all recording and we got it all. I thought you were, I, I was to try trying good. to get you to cuss. No, sorry, man
0: i i've turned over a new leaf
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't right swear <laughs> um so the tip of the week here's the tip of the this, week
0: by the way we've been recording for almost an hour and this is the longest i've gone without swearing all day
1: before. wow it's very impressive um i yeah, was that's why i was like trying to get you to cuss because i feel like you're all pent up <laughs> um so here's the tip of the week it's it's kind of like that. If you see something, say something that they say yeah. on the subway. Like look like inside yourself. If you see something, like if something's going on, don't just like ignore it and say, "Oh, it's fine." Like just go uh, manage it. You know, and, like you can even like you know with with like a cough, you don't have to necessarily go to the emergency room if you're coughing, but you can like figure out what's ha- causing the cough and do something about it, right? So you can like if something like that's you know, meditation, mindfulness. Uh, doing things that you enjoy, uh, you know, the whole enjoy life thing can kind of manage some of the minor mental health symptoms before it gets, gets out of control. Right.
0: Well, and I'll say this from a personal perspective, if you're kicking the behavioral health issue can down the road, all you're doing is causing yourself a larger and larger and larger problem to deal with eventually, because eventually you're going to have to deal with it. You, you can't, you can't not deal with it.
1: Right. Um, well, it's like it's like uh, it's, it's like uh, not getting s- enough sleep. Eventually, it's yeah. Gonna, you're, it's gonna catch up to you. Like there's no, you can't just like like just get two hours of sleep a night and, and well, have and no I'll, consequences. I, I
0: would just offer this encouragement to people out there who, but because w- some sometimes when you're dealing with a behavioral health issue, you think that um, you're the only person who feels like this. You're you're the only person who's been through this. There's this definitely this isolating, um, factor to it sometimes for some people. And I'll tell you this, um, there, I would say you're probably, I mean, I I can't speak for every single possible, you know, uh, situation, but there, there's somebody out there who's been through what you've been through and we're living in a good time right now. And I'm hopefully hopeful that like society will keep progressing towards this idea that that mental health is just as important as physical health. Um, right, but uh,
1: and just as as like as normal, help. like you know, like it's just like oh yeah, yeah. I have a cold. Yeah, uh, you call in sick and you say I've got a cold, and everyone goes, oh hey, uh, Rick's got a cold. It's no big yeah. deal. But, but you, you can't, can't call, call in right. sick
0: because like I'm having like an anxiety right. attack. Exactly, you, you okay. don't want to tell your boss that because you think you know everyone's going to think you're crazy. Yeah, it's going to be like, like oh <laughs> geez, oh Rick's, yeah,
1: rubber gun, <laughs> it, rubber gun it, squad. <laughs> it, it's
0: not. It's not crazy.
1: Like right, there are a lot right. of
0: people who deal with 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 these issues and uh it it causes a lot of significant problems in people's personal lives because they are they have a level of denial they're they're afraid i think that's probably a bigger factor they're afraid to deal with it because they're afraid to you know open that you know open the curtain and see what's behind there you just you have to and i just if 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 that's something that that is going on with you i just i can't tell you enough how important it is to to deal with that right. situation because it's not going to get better unless you make active strides right. to make it better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing we always tell, you know, it's like, uh, like you know, the college students we work with, it's like college is stressful. There's no way around it. Like a, like a new mom. If you have a brand new, like a week old baby, there is no, there is no like scenario where that's not going to be a, a, a stress on you. Right. So if you are not actively doing something about it, we get, we got a problem. Right. It's yes, getting, it's getting and, and and
0: yeah. this is a problem that that um that will spread from you to other members of your family. Right. It will yeah. spread from you to coworkers. Um. It will sp- like it will affect your productivity at work. It will affect your productivity at home. It will affect your interpersonal relationships. Um it's got you have to get a handle on it and if uh i'm at simply human rick at gmail.com i barely ever check my email but like i will start making a point to check it um if if you know if if you would like some advice pointing in that direction uh i'd be more than happy to reach out uh if, if you'll drop me a line because this is something that uh to be quite frank and quite honest this has been something that that i have um had to address in my personal life um a few times over the last few years. And I feel like I'm just now kind of starting to get my, my arms wrapped around it and, and make some legitimate strides in the right direction. Um, but uh, this is something that I'm very, very, very passionate about. Part of it is because I work in, you know, this, you know, police high stress, high anxiety, high, uh, you know, uh, high danger profession but it's not just cops it's not just doctors it's not just nurses it's not just firefighters it's school teachers it's um i mean you name it because it's not it's not just the jobs we're doing it's the lives that we're living right now yeah um and so this is something that's very very important to me and i want everyone out there uh you know, I'm I'm pulling on the I'm pulling on the rope in the same direction as you are. I want yeah. everybody out there to have a productive, happy, and healthy life. Yeah. And um sometimes that means addressing some of these things even if you're scared to. Yeah.
1: And again, that email address is simplymanrick at at clownpenis.fart <laughs> <laughs> does, does anyone still get the clownpenis.fart joke
0: because <laughs> It's been my go-to when someone asks for a website, yeah. and I say, oh, it's, it's a Wwwcom. No. no one seems to understand it. It's probably one of my favorite Saturday, Saturday Night, night Live ever from like 1997. It, and it was like, what, we it, like what's going to happen? No, we, were when, slow, yeah. we were slow. To, it was like a <laughs> investment group, and they're like, we could invest your money. Hope you plan for the future. Visit us <laughs> on the internet at www.clownpenis.fart. Yes, a lot of other brokerages rushed to the internet, but we did our research first before we got on there. But and right then now. all the good things were taken. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't do it. I tell you, that... That's the kind of sketch, oh. by the way,
0: that you and I would come up with if we worked there. Oh, man. We would have one man. career sketch ever. Yeah. And it would be something
1: like well, that. Well, that or the toilet, the death, the toilet death ejector seat. <laughs> <laughs> Did oh. You see the one?
0: On, did you see this last Saturday? No, oh, dang
1: it! I need I need to go back. I've got a couple that I need to go back and watch. That's actually what I'm going to do right now. Yellow's
0: very very good on
1: here. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I've heard it was good. Um, okay, that was good. Uh, we we're yes. we're booking into March, Rick, and it's December, uh, early good December. Lord. I know. So, whoa, that was annoying. Was that All right, noise? so that Idiot. is going to do. Did it. You see my
0: name on? Did you see my name on the Zoom? Uh, this Zoom <laughs> chat room, by the way. Oh gosh not say my name on there,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just for you. <laughs> you enter your own name on there, and I did. If you. if you want to know what Rick's name was yeah. on the call, text text me at join the simply human insider inside? text description. It's hundred dollars a month. We'll text everything. Text <laughs> text poop anus at economist <laughs> that's,
0: how do you text something at clownpenis.fart? Uh,
1: just you do just, it. Just trust us. That needs to be your like, new Twitter handle. <laughs> I'm sure that's already taken. I
0: almost up. did it when we had Vanessa on the call. i want like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> to get
1: off on the right foot here. <laughs> <laughs> she, she,
0: she joins I'm the- almost 20 years old and I'm making butt and 69 jokes. <laughs> <So, laughs> Shut
1: she clicks on the call. And she's like, "Mark Rogers, host, Buttman 69 <laughs> they're, they're, they're talking about killing animals, and she just and she just like leave leave me like <laughs> before before she before she even says anything, she just leaves it. Oh, my hey guys, God. Uh, oh, God. Okay, <laughs> God. Goodbye. This, this, is, this is not the podcast I thought it was. Ugh. Okay. Uh, that is going to do it for this edition of the Simi-Man Podcast. And remember, I'm having some active duty right now. And as you are as well. <laughs> and I have proof. So until next time, enjoy yourself.